The Secrets of Star Wars is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. Hi, this is Vanessa Marshall. I play Harrison Dula on Star Wars Rebels, and you're listening to the Secrets of Star Wars podcast. May the Force be with you always. You're listening to the Secrets of Star Wars episode 117. Hello there. It's a power that Jedi have that lets them control people and make things float. Impressive. Every word in that sense was wrong. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. I find your lack of faith disturbing. It's against my programming to impersonate a dead. That's not how the Force works. Force is with me, and I am with the Force, and I fear nothing. Remember... The Force will be with you, always. Hey, everyone out there on YouTube, happy uh, Star Wars Day. May the 4th be with you. I'm Father Andrew Kinstetter. I'm also known as Father Fett. And you're watching uh, and listening to The Secrets of Star Wars, where we talk about everything connected to that galaxy far, far away, including the deeper themes and meanings. And, of course, today is the most holiest of days in the Star Wars universe, at least. Well, maybe besides Life Day, but uh, this is... Is this Life Day? Is it Life Day? See, that's the question. There you go. Well, it's not, because Life Day is always in November. It's an observed version of it, whatever that is. Yeah, yeah. It's when the the holiday special released, I think, and it was in November. So, um, Uh, So, this is like the... The, you know, six month uh, bi biannual life day celebration. So joining me on the panel this evening is our full crew um, minus one, but he's going to be joining us here in just a little bit. And so first up, we have Angela Cialana, the Bendu herself. Wow, I'm not in the middle. I'm first this time. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) Happy Star Wars Day, everyone. And next up is Mike Creevy, old Ben from Tatooine. The one who's so committed that he's growing his hair out for Kenobi. So, hey, everybody. (laughs) looks so good, man. It's coming in. (laughs) And third up is Thomas Sanherho, the Ronin himself. It is great to be here. It is so good to be uh, here with you all. And Andrew Hermes uh, Mudhorn is going to be on in just a little bit. We've got some cool... uh, live out in the field stuff happening with him so uh stay tuned for that that should be a lot of fun when he when he's able to to jump on board with us so uh but but first of all you know to just kind kind of kick things off you know uh this is star wars day and so there's all sorts of you just go on social media and you see all sorts of ways people celebrate star wars day in fact the most often thing that i saw was like star wars baking and cookies and the like mm-hmm. so did you guys do anything fun today to celebrate star wars day <laughs> we're we're all sick at my house. We've been oh. sick for this whole week. So we are postponing uh Star Wars Day and my kids are like, "No, we can't do that." So we, we'll normally do like blue milk and lots of different baking stuff. We have three mm. or four Star Wars cookbooks at this point. <laughs> so oh my gosh. uh yeah, it will happen. It's just going to be a few days down the road. <laughs> and if if listeners if you have any suggestions about like what day makes sense, you know, cuz I, I know there's like Revenge of the fifth or, oh, or yeah. sixth depending on how you want to say right. it but I, my wife's still not ready yet so if there's like another one that we can kick the can down the road a little bit and call it something star wars <laughs> let me know 
Nothing too special. I, I, I wore some Star Wars socks, which isn't really that rare. I, I do that pretty frequently because that's been like a recurring <laughs> Christmas gift. I have like a drawer full of them now. Um, but uh, uh, a lot of students at the high school I teach at were really, you know, mentioning to me throughout the day. I felt I felt almost like I was like a, a, a practitioner of like a not too well-known religion. And I want to be careful with the analogy here. But but still, like it was just funny because it's like. You know, that special feeling when someone remembers the special holy day. <laughs> so it's like, yes. But um, and then, of course, I, I made my listeners have heard this, but you've never seen it before. This is the so, Octu coffee. Mike, sorry to interrupt you. Apparently, oh, no. Thomas and Mike, both of you are not being heard out on the YouTube. Oh, and I have not really? a clue what's what's uh, what's happening oh. there. So would would both of you just maybe restart Skype? Angela, you're you're just fine. You and I are oh, fine. sure. Yeah. Um, so if you guys restart Skype and I'll yep. try to do the video magic. Sure. Uh, right back. Listeners and watchers, thanks for bearing with us in this technical difficulties. Yeah. And uh, as for me, what I did today special, um, besides getting the greeting, the uh, annual greeting from coworkers, um, is I watched I, on my lunch break at work, I watched the Obi-Wan um, trailer and yeah. the um, the Boba Fett um, Disney Gallery trailer too for the behind the scenes of how they made Boba the Book of Boba Fett. So that was a lot of fun. I mean, it was just a few minutes, but um, anything like with new original stuff um, from from Star Wars, that's always a celebration. Yeah. And so for me personally, I didn't do a whole lot either because I've been prepping for for this uh, live show, but I did pretty much play the entire soundtrack of the prequel trilogies throughout the day. So it was just kind of my running, my running thing in the background. I just can't uh, stop looking at Andrew's screen there. That's like every time he turns around, I'm like, <laughs> so have, have, you, have you ever been to, to Galaxy's Edge, Mike? No, no. It is amazing. I've I've seen a lot of the behind the scenes stuff and like the documentary they put out and all that, but yeah, some someday. <laughs> My it's husband like ninety miles me. that way, that way, anywhere, <laughs> which, is, yeah. which is nothing, Thomas. I drive ninety miles and like just <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> to get part way across the state of Wyoming. There you go. My my wife is really very serious right considering getting us tickets to the hotel. Oh my gosh. Yeah. How much is that going to be? Wow. That's crazy expensive. Crazy expensive. Right. (laughs) So what's going on, Andrew? I was just saying it's like super packed right now because it's still like general admission people are still here. So like I'm I'm curious to see what it's going to look like when the park closes and it's just uh, after dark tickets. So cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping the the uh the lines and stuff will be especially for like rise of the resistance will be significantly shorter if i remember <laughs> right when i was there last time like when it when it gets to be twilight you get a lot of people leaving mm. oh yeah yeah and and actually at, at twilight and at like a, in the night at, when it's dark it's really cool well i think i told you guys before i have a friend who is I have a friend who was basically saying he had a, a, a contact down there who, where he could, he could get some of the stuff from like Galaxy's Edge for like a reduced price. And I'm like, you have a smuggler? 
<laughs> yes. And he's like, yes, I, I have a... I was like, dude, this is like real Star Wars now. It may be really illegal, I don't know, but like, <laughs> I have to think about it now. <laughs> um, cool. I think we're good to go. I mean, it, um, I guess uh, watchers on YouTube, please let us know if, if there's issues and if you can hear us. In fact, that would be really helpful. Uh, but I think, I mean, I'm, I'm even seeing the, the stream. It looks like we're all there. Plus, uh, Irving's studio, it looks like, but so just ignore that, that frame. And, uh, we, uh, we should be good to go. So sweet. Um, yeah, we're going <laughs> to celebrate star Wars day by, uh, yeah, being a little bit late and having fun while we're doing it. So Sounds good. I, I think Andrew, I don't know if um how long you're able to be on since you are at Galaxy's Edge. So I want to throw it to you first. Like what what brought you to Galaxy's Edge? Please show off the Millennium Falcon to our to our watchers. <laughs> and just, you know, what what's what's the what's the experience of Galaxy's Edge? Well, here is the Millennium Falcon. So nuts. That's probably cooler than anything I'm about to say. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, so uh, since it's Star Wars Day, Disneyland decided to do, uh, they do this a few times a year for, and there are different themes, but for Star Wars Day, obviously, they're doing a Star Wars After Dark. So basically, we get to come to the park uh, three hours before they close, and then we get to stay uh, after hours until 1 a.m. Uh, wow. So it's, so we get to enjoy, uh, you know, all of Disneyland, not just Galaxy's Edge. Uh, most of the rides will be open throughout the park. But uh, there's a lot of there's gonna be a lot of Star Wars themed uh, like events and meetups and photo opportunities and and uh, a lot of characters roaming around and, and stuff like that and and uh, hopefully we don't have to wait in line uh, as long as a normal day I think that's part of the 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 cool the cool factor of this event um, is getting to sort of enjoy Galaxy's Edge without the longer wait times. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, like I was telling you guys earlier before we went, went live, uh, this is like our people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. Like everyone with a lightsaber, you know, just naturally gravitated towards this area, uh, getting their little photo ops. And, uh, yeah, this place when the sun goes down looks even, even cooler, um, especially with all the lightsabers lit up and everything. So, um, but yeah, I'm already waiting in a line. I'm, I'm, I'm in line to go to a gift shop. So that's what it's like right now. Right? <laughs> of course, it's a mix of like Disney the general... experience. <laughs> right. right, yeah, exactly. It's like a mix of the general public and the, all the Star Wars peeps I just got in. So, uh, I should settle down a little bit later, but yeah, this, this looks like it's going to be a fun night. Besides the Millennium Falcon, what's another huge draw to Galaxy, to Galaxy's Edge? Oh, wow. Well, uh, Rise of the Resistance, uh, you know, I said this uh, on, our, uh, on our podcast, Father, when we talked about yep. our, our experience here, is probably the greatest uh, theme park ride ever. Um, I mean, not just for the fact that it's Star Wars themed. I mean, it's like, there's no ride like it. It's, it's like, it's fully immersive. You have, like, life-size sets. Uh, you're, I mean, the, the technology, the animatronics, the... I mean, the blend of like practical and special effects is this, it's out of this world. It's something that's hard to describe and, and, and uh, I'm, I can't wait to go on it again. So that, that's, that's the real draw. That's the main attraction. Uh, that's, that's always the ride that's hardest to, hardest to get on and always has the longest line. Um, but uh, I'm very much looking forward to, uh, to going back on that ride. Um, and just this, I mean, Galaxy's Edge in general, just roaming around. 
I'm looking forward to going to the cantina. Uh, so uh, that I, I, I was not able to get into the cantina last time, so it'll be a first time for me. Um, so I'm very much looking forward to that because everyone says it's it's like being in the movie. Um, so, so yeah, I'm looking forward to a good time. Yeah, very cool. Awesome. Um, well, you're welcome to join in um, as much as you can, of course, while you're waiting in line. Uh, but if you have to go, of course, uh, you, you, you got to go to that gift shop and get a few things. So uh, we'll understand if you have to cut out. Um, as for the rest Absolutely. of us, we are going to get into just um, I mean, so so the biggest news, obviously, uh, for t- for this month is the Kenobi show that's coming. Most of the bigger news items aren't probably going to hit until Star Wars Celebration, which is at the end of the month. So there hasn't been a whole lot of of things coming out uh, yet that we were any official things coming out yet. Just the Kenobi show that's going to release later this month. So I know we all kind of wanted to talk about that. And Mike, I want to throw it to you first. What are you most excited about uh, this show and what what do you hope to see? Well, I, I, I just think it's such a really exciting time period within the canon. Um, you know, we've, we've been in this period before in a way, I mean, like we so with rebels, of course, we're a little further down the timeline. Um, and so this is neat. Um, and I don't know about you guys, but this, this most recent trailer, I did, I wasn't one of the people who really got too upset per se necessarily about the, uh, the look of the grand inquisitor, um, mm. as opposed to the animated version. I like the memes going around comparing, you know, cause they did this with, <laughs> with Cad Bane, you know, my favorite was the one comparing, um, Christopher Lee, and Dooku, right? <laughs> where, they, where they tried to morph Christopher Lee's real face into what it would look like <laughs> if it matched the cartoon. I'm like, okay, um, which was funny, but um, but I thought something about just you only see him briefly, right? In this trailer, this newest one, there's just something about that swagger, you know. Yeah. Uh, and and Natalie Holt, I know in the article we might talk about that later, but I, I was so fascinated. She said something about didn't give anything too much detail away, but but basically said that uh, in some of the instrumentation for the villains. Uh, in this, they're going to use uh, a um, like a hunting kind of horn, <laughs> you know, like Jeez. like that you blow into, you know. And, or, yeah, and I was just like, that is really cool, you know. That's at least as cool to me as the idea of using, um, you know, how much recorder got used in Mandalorian. <laughs> like it just seems right? so weird at first, you know. Um, so so yeah, I, I I'm excited to see the Inquisitors. Uh, I I like that they're fleshing that out a little bit more. I hope that there's more. And it looks like there's going to be a little more um, connection or ex- exploration of kind of how exactly they, you know, kind of tie into Vader or like where they came from without detracting from the main storyline. But just to kind of get at that a little bit more, since this is a little earlier in their kind of formation as a, a cast or whatever you want to call it, you know, a, a particular mini order almost. It's like he started his own Jedi order, you know, and I never really thought of it that way. Exactly. So just some of the things I'm looking forward to. I really liked the scene where Owen and uh, Obi-Wan are interacting and he's saying that he needs to be trained. And like, you don't, you don't think about that so much. It's almost Mm -hmm. like Obi-Wan just stumbled upon Luke accidentally (laughs) in the original series. And so it's, it's good to think that he was actually in contact with them beyond just handing off Luke. And that he, he did have some designs that he wanted to bring about. Mm hmm. Yeah, and you can see that kind of uh, regretful face on him in the trailer when, um, you know, Owen Lars is like, oh, so you're going to train him just like you trained your his father? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I just loved that moment um, because you see his face, his reaction, and it's like, uh, yeah, gosh, what am I going to do? And, and, and I really am looking forward. And I think a lot of us were, you know, and, and all of the marketing material has given us much more to look forward to. But ultimately, I think at the heart of this is really going to be what's going on inside Obi-Wan that we all are just dying to know. So that's mm-hmm. definitely what I'm anticipating the most. I think what I'm excited for the most is the inevitable Darth Vader and Obi-Wan meetup. And what's super exciting about that, too, is that's Hayden Christensen, who's come back to play mm-hmm. Anakin Skywalker. And so I think that that is going to be awesome. I don't know if they're going to do flashbacks so you can see Anakin, you know, outside of the the Darth Vader helmet or not. But to have both of them together again is going to be just really, really cool. Would you guys hear some of the rumors about like unused, you know, choreography from episode three that might fit oh. into this, too, which is cool. No, I you know? that. That's cool. I like the poster has him on, has Vader on the high ground. <laughs> He's like, not doing that again. <laughs> we'll make that mistake. <laughs> cool. Um, so we are going to kind of just jump into some, some fun things uh, because it is Star Wars Day. Also, listeners, uh, if you have fun questions for us, we have a number of questions, so I can't guarantee that we'll get to all of them. But if you have questions that you would like us to answer, you can type them in the chat. I'm going to do my best to try to watch that. So uh, my fellow panelists, if you want to help me kind of watch that as well, that would be, that would help me out a lot. But so if you have questions, put them in the chat. And uh, beyond that, we are going to just kind of talk about some random fun things. So uh, since this is a video broadcast, I thought it would be fun, of course, to do show and tell. So Let's go back to kindergarten and, and show off our Star Wars toys. <laughs> so this and, has nothing to do with the Grogu on your shoulder, does it? <laughs> no, 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 no. In fact, uh, that's not even part of my show. That's just my, oh. he's my, he's my uh, companion on these things. So, uh, <laughs> Thomas, why don't we start with you? Um, I think we've, we've each got a couple items um, that we're going to, that we're going to show off and talk about uh, something that we've gotten the last year or something that's meaningful to us. So, Thomas, what do you got? Yeah, so I, I unfortunately I don't have one of mine yet. I'm saving up for it. So I shared it with the group the other day. Uh, I'm looking to buy one of the Bandai uh, posable models of, uh, of of the Mandalorian and the child. It looks very much like the samurai style stuff. So um, it, it's just it's it's not cheap. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I've had to I've had to gradually save my fun money up to get to the point where I can can get it. But my wife did get me this in the meantime, which is uh, mm. my this is the way mug so I can drink my extra dark coffee because that is the way. <laughs> Very nice. That, um, that's that's mine for this year. Okay. <laughs> I've got a mug, too. I mean, this wasn't really like my show and tell, but. This is um, a chipped mug because this is also the way like you use your Star Wars stuff so much that mm-hmm. it just gets broken. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I wanted to show off some of our merch because nice. yeah, um, I got this notebook, Secrets of Star Wars notebook. Um, and let me make sure this the stream can see it. I've got my pencil in there. This is what I used in our RPG episodes. Yes. Um, so <laughs> the cool thing is that it does have lined pages, but then it also has this uh, great folder in the back. Um, you probably can't tell. Let's uh, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Folder. Yeah. 
Um, Two-sided, by the way. Um, so if you are also a nerd um, and you <laughs> like our show, um, go get the merch. But I'm genuinely like excited about this. So yes, <laughs> that's my show and tell. <laughs> well, I have uh, one... Well, to, to, two things quick, and uh, the, the, the first one I'll just share. This was a, a find. My wife was all excited because uh, she was at, um, what was it? Do- not Dollar Tree. It was uh, Five Below, you know, the store, and, like, there's just random stuff there. And now I, I know there's potential controversy surrounding this in a way, but this was quite a find. Okay, they had the, <laughs> they had the yeah, Cara Dune little bobblehead nice. uh, which was just really really cool and it's just a it's a it's just a nice design i think on it so I, I do i like her her character a lot so that was kind of a cool find and then of course this one this is old news from fall 2020 so i'm sure i talked about this last year on our may 2021 show but oh man i just mm. i just love this thing <laughs> and this sucker this is like so heavy this is the, yep. the roman props uh where the guy um spent years tracking down every single piece you know that went into the original obi-wan prop which you know as we all know those prop guys just like they just got what they could find they went to army surplus stores they went to hardware like whatever they just they put stuff together repurposed old stuff um engine parts you know uh pieces of old world war ii machine guns like that were not hard to get in the 70s you know but harder now and so uh he basically machines all of those now like it's he he remapped everything so those aren't original parts but it's it's absolutely screen accurate you know um proportions are right and uh it's exciting so i will be sitting there every time i'm watching kenobi like in the <laughs> early morning a cup of coffee in one hand and then this and the other and i really I've, i really just love how much um how, how prominently that's featured on this newest poster and stuff how they've now made it like the eye mm-hmm. at the end of his name is kind of cool so yeah, that's my stuff. <laughs> that's fantastic. Um, I also have to show off a lightsaber. And Ooh. so my lightsaber. Uh, Ooh. Oh, cool. This, so th- this is also, I mean, this ties into Galaxy's Edge. So I got this at yeah. Galaxy's Edge. And it was one of those that I went to Savi's workshop to build myself. Uh-huh. So, oh, cool. um, and then of course, if you. Nice. I mean, nice. And, and it will make. You went with green. Right. Yeah, I did. I did because uh, green is green was always the color that I felt drawn to for a lightsaber. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not entirely nice. sure why, but so this particular style, um, I forget I, there, there was like, you can custom make these things and I forget exactly yeah. what, what style I got, but I, um, I wanted it to be, and in fact, it, it looks similar to the, uh, the lightsabers that the, the, temple guardians used yeah, in rebels it. okay yeah. right it so it's, it's got a kind of a gold and and silver kind of look to it so sort of high republic neat. going on there too yeah. yeah yeah so that's that's uh that's the, one, cool. the one item that i wanted to show and then the other item that i wanted to show oh, oh sweet excellent <laughs> so this particular uh stormtrooper helmet um i got from a friend of mine who actually lives uh he, he lived down in the keys but now he lives in orlando um, and he goes by vacation trooper on, on Instagram, but, uh, I ended up, he painted this and I ended up buying it from him. So this has kind of that just been sweet. <laughs> it's been just hanging out in my office, uh, ever since. So, and it is something I could totally put on, but with my, with my earphones, it, it wouldn't really work. So I'm not going <laughs> to, I'm not going to put it on, but, um, that's sweet. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, yeah, if you walk into my office, it's just like you can't you can't not find something uh, Star Wars. Star Wars. <laughs> Imagine the same as with is with you guys too. So. Okay, well, we are going to jump into some other fun party questions now. These ones are, are sort of uh, just, again, meant to be sort of kind of lighthearted things. And and being Star Wars Day, you know, uh, have you ever thrown a party involving Star Wars related menu items? I found this an interesting question. And if so, what have you done? And if not, what would you have done? And I... Oh. Thomas, all take it away. <laughs> all the time. Uh, I think our, our favorite, we, we, the very first one we ever did was Greedo's Burritos. And um, this is from, uh, I, it's from, again, we've got like yes. five Star Wars cookbooks at this point, And my kids all love uh, cooking. And so, you know, they, they have clever names for all of the things. But the first one we ever did was Greedo's Burritos. And it was uh-huh. for a party. And so uh, we, we keep that tradition up every uh, Star Wars day. That's that's one of the things we do is we make sure that we grab a whole menu from uh, those books and put it together. That is so fun. I was given um, a party platter that is Darth Vader's face or helmet. And it has like it's sectioned off so you can put like chips and salsa and different things in there. (laughs) Um, So we do that. And there's, you know, inevitably there's there is salsa in there. So it's kind of like dark because I'm eating this like red substance out of this like (laughs) (laughs) Sith Lord's helmet. Um, (laughs) I always wanted those um, ice cube makers that are like Han and Carbonite, but I never got them. (laughs) Hopefully now that we're in our new place, we'll be throwing more like get togethers and stuff. So I'll have, I'll have an excuse to buy something like that, but (laughs) yeah. Or the Death Star. They have the, like, you can make Death Star uh, spheres too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. I should have, I should have had them tonight. I don't have the Death Star ones, but I have the, uh, the Vader full 3d Vader helmet one. My brother-in-law got them for me with a glass set. And um, I'm having, I was, well, it's done now. I was having a hot drink earlier, but uh, that's long gone. But uh, I've never cooked anything expressly Star Wars, but I wanted to share that recipe again with anyone who missed it earlier for the Octu <laughs> coffee, mm-hmm. which is, um, and by the way, shout out to our American Catholic history friends, Tom and Noel, because uh, I heard about Basil Hayden's um, bourbon from Tom it was actually the first place I heard about that. And I am a fan. And so that is what I featured tonight in uh, just basically, you know, six ounces of coffee, about a shot of the Basil Hayden's, uh, and then another shot of uh, um, uh, either Bailey's. I prefer St. Brendan's cream, an Irish cream. But then the key to make it an Octu coffee is you have to add specifically eight drops of green food coloring in it for episode eight so that you get that look of the green milk, mm-hmm. the notorious green milk from The Last Jedi. So that's uh, the whole idea was, yeah, if Luke created in desperation some sort of alcoholic beverage to sort of ease his sorrows on the island there. Uh, so it, it preserves some of the Irish heritage of Skellig Michael. That's a, kind of what I'm going for, too. There you go. So <laughs> that's all I've got. That's, that's awesome. Uh, my my take on it is, is I actually haven't done a whole lot because I haven't really ever hosted a Star Wars party. And perhaps mm-hmm. I should in the future. But sure. the, the one that comes to my mind is actually uh, I we created Blue Milk one year. Uh, me and a, a friend, uh, Sean, as we were watching the live stream for Star Wars Celebration that year. 
And and so it was definitely an alcoholic take on blue milk. So it wasn't it wasn't just milk with blue food coloring. But I can't remember the mess the the recipe at all. But uh, that was that was a lot of fun to be able to 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 have a drink and and share that. And of course, watch the watch the live stream for for Star Wars Celebration. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would love to do like I I have uh, two two nephews and a niece, and it would be fun to do like sugar cookies and do them all you know in characters and stuff. But I just haven't yet been able to to do something like that. So I'll add that to my list. I think Ch- Thomas Chekhov? needs to host like a whole show on, on just cooking, <laughs> cooking, cooking. Of food. <laughs> I, you know, it's I, I, there are some really good cookbooks out there that the the ones that we've come across have all been pretty decent. Uh, you know, Nerdy Nummies is a good kind of intro gives you a, a broad spectrum of uh, interesting things to make. And some of her stuff is Star Wars theme. But we have a couple of really good, like just Star Wars centric books that have very clever names to them. The recipes really aren't bad. They're they're quite tasty. So, yeah, I, I recommend anybody who's interested in it or who wants to throw a party. Uh, you can find some of those and I'll I'll, uh, I'll dig the names up and we'll share the names out on the on the show notes. Dare we post the cooking with? Was it? I was looking it up. Chef Gormanda. What was the the holiday special thing with uh, Harvey <laughs> Corbin? Is like the the space Julia Child. <laughs> so uncomfortable. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> yeah. We'll leave that one alone. Uh, okay, so jumping to a completely different topic. I feel like this is going to be our show tonight. Is is it's very kind of all over the place. So next topic of of questions is. Uh, or it's not really a question, but name your favorite piece or pieces of Star Wars music. And in fact, we had a young listener, Finley, who's a good friend of uh, mine. It's their, mm-hmm. their their son also asked this question. So favorite pieces of music from the Star Wars universe. That's hard. <laughs> right. I could just start like listing them off, but <laughs> no, nothing beats that opening note, though. The, the opening no. note leading into the scroll yeah. is just... It, it is iconic beyond anything else that that we have in in practically all of cinema. It really just uh, that blaring note and then right into that fanfare. That's Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I always loved Yoda's theme um, for a lot of reasons and so many of them uh, other themes that I love. But the uh, do you guys remember the it's kind of a longer track, but the the f- final ish track from um, Attack of the Clones. You know, as as you finish that that fight with Dooku, and then it goes through with that really spooky kind of oh, yeah, music, yeah. right? When when Dooku's meeting with the, the Emperor, and then that how it just goes right in the Imperial March, so so incredibly, mm-hmm. it's just a really powerful scene with you know the clone troopers lining up in the beginning of the Clone War. I just that's a really powerful track I like to listen to, you know, and and subtle in the way that it's delivered too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and Duel of the Fates, man, Duel yeah. of the Fates is such oh, yeah. a yeah. Good, good track. Yep. Good choice for the trailer for Obi-Wan. That was just, oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. I think um, I definitely, you know, it's a new one, but when I heard the, whatever the name is, I don't know, but it's what's playing during the credits of, um, of uh, uh, the force awakens. And um, it's got, it's got the new themes, but it's got the old themes in there too. It's really mm-hmm. kind of like this tapestry uh-huh. of stuff. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, you know, I just, I really love, there's something about Ray's theme that um, I think, you know, George, or 
George. <laughs> John was really inspired, um, I guess, by Daisy Ridley. He said he was, that he he like really wanted to write something for her. But um, just like the depth of emotion and also the beauty in that particular piece, I really appreciate. Yeah, John Williams is truly a remarkable composer. I I would I'm I'm gonna list probably just three of them right off the top of my head that you guys didn't mention that I just absolutely love. So the um, across the stars, the love the love theme from episode two, mm-hmm. of course, and um, battle of the heroes. So that would be episode yeah. three, uh, the the battle between Anakin and Obi Wan, and then March of the Resistance. So that would be coming from the Force Awakens. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's just something incredibly kind of uplifting and and just jubilant about that that march. So, and I, I could, I could talk about those for hours. Um, just, I love them, love them so much, but I want to plug, if you are interested in the music of star Wars, there is a phenomenal podcast out there called the soundtrack show. And by, by, uh, David W. Collins, who's mm-hmm. been involved with star Wars for decades, but he actually has a, it's a podcast and he breaks down the music from episodes four five and six and like three episodes per or three podcast episodes per movie nice and he breaks down all of the music of the original trilogy and eventually i think he'll get to the other movies as well but soundtrack show david w collins i highly highly recommend it and he does just he does more than star wars he talks about tons of movies uh from the recent decades so david w collins for anyone who doesn't know that he um works at Skywalker sound and yep. he he's done a lot of voiceover uh, ADR for, um, for the recent movies, like even oh. to the prequels, I believe, um, or he was maybe an intern during the prequels. I forget, but anyway, he, he knows the inside stuff and he's got like spreadsheets on like how yeah. many times per movie each theme <laughs> appears and when wow. it appears. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. See, you guys, I- that's a real Star Wars nerd, right? That's like, <laughs> he's the guy that gives us our cards. <laughs> well, and, and he breaks it down so that the, just the average listener can understand what he's talking about. And so it's, he's, he's entertaining to listen to. He's incredibly mm-hmm. informative and he's, yeah, incredibly geeky. And it is, it is so fun to, to listen to him, uh, you know? And so, so yeah. And I think actually he was involved in the bad batch and some of the animated stuff mm-hmm. recently. So he is That's still right. very much active in 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 the star wars production stuff i just i want to mention one more thing real quick before i forget because i can't remember if it came up before but that song you know is it teacher's pet i think is the song the, the and i don't know if it was joseph shirley or ludwig Göransson in terms of who wrote it per se in the collaboration on the book of boba fett soundtrack but when luke's training grogu like i keep going back and listening to it because i swear it's it's there's elements in that song when luke's training Go, grogu that sound like kind of some major chord versions of the Kylo Ren theme, mm. which is like, if that was on purpose, that's really cool. You know, the idea of this kind of echo. So yeah. there's, there's so much though, like that in all the music, all the composers is mm-hmm. just, it's, it's just such an awesome aspect of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. You know, and I want to give, I want to give props to the, to the newer composers too, you know, uh, because some of the newer movies and even the, the clone wars, and stuff isn't John Williams, mm. but right, right. they are all still, they, they pay homage to what John Williams did, but they make it their own. And it's, well, it's, that's it's stuff. so hard. It's so hard not to pick like the Mandalorian theme. It's one of my pieces yeah. of music that I yeah. really enjoy because 
that's Star Wars. It's very mm-hmm. much Star Wars. I very much enjoy it. But it's like, uh, it's, it feels like a betrayal almost <laughs> <laughs> to say this other guy. But like, I do love the stuff that Gorenson's doing because it really it's it's pushing the boundaries of what is Star Wars music. But at the same time, it really feels very right. much at home. Mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. kinder stuff at the end of season seven of clone wars because we talked about that back at the time mm-hmm. and it's just it's so different um and it has more similar elements to some some other sort of sci-fi um you know kind of um films but somehow it just i love it like i love those tracks from those last few episodes with with maul mm-hmm. so i pulled a fast one on my kids and i want to know if, <laughs> if if you guys know this. Uh, this 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 afternoon we're driving home from uh, religious ed and one my, my son is sitting in the back of the van and he asks me dad uh put on the imperial march and and so then my daughter and I raced to grab the Bluetooth in the car really quickly before we got going. And I got it first, but she thought she got it. And so she started playing the Imperial March on her phone and it was the, the sound was silent, but she had a YouTube video. So she had John Williams conducting a symphony orchestra playing uh, the Imperial March. But what was coming through the radio was not star wars music <laughs> at all and it was bizarre because we were sitting there watching it and it looked just like the orchestra was playing it so i'm wondering <laughs> if you guys know what what i put on specifically oh, either the composer oh, wow. or the song that i put on to replicate the imperial march so closely i'm intrigued i don't ah. know uh... I have a piece of trivia for you then. Okay, so here's what I want you to do. I want you to go and listen to Gustav Holtz, <laughs> The Planets, his, uh, his symphony called The Planets, specifically the Mars, uh, the Mars, uh, Mars, Mars the Bringer of okay. War. That was and the source music. That was the source music. Luke, Luke yeah. yeah, exactly. And it is very eerie. Like, I, I was surprised by how much you you almost got lost in watching him conduct uh that's the, so crazy the orchestra and it sounded just like this music was playing in the orchestra that he was playing i forget which which movement is from because there's another movement from from the planets that like apparently i mean it's almost identical to grogu's theme mm-hmm. which was oh, bizarre. i mean just yeah like that little like very ethereal kind of like mm-hmm. mystery like curiosity like childlike curiosity music or whatever like when he's it's sadly the one where he's around the frogs like the frog like <laughs> eggs i've only seen once because of the spiders and i'm not watching it again i'm sorry <laughs> I'm, I'm glad to be the not expert on that episode but, but so, no, yeah. so I say, if, yeah. if you're interested in composing music like john williams go listen to gustav holtz and and take some of the themes out of there because he really did like there there are parts uh i, I could go scene for scene in some of the stuff that's going on in <laughs> holtz the planets and mm, say wow. oh well that's especially uh, mars the bringer of war there's there's like some mm. stuff that's directly drawn like you you can go oh that's luke when he fires the uh the proton torpedoes into the death star <laughs> that's the death star charging up to <laughs> to start firing uh but yeah you can definitely hear the the inspiration for star wars in there yeah and that's something that that john williams just brought into his movie making in general so beyond star wars you know he was he was inspired by that that era of of music and he's the one who sort of brought that back into modern movies so the big soundtracks Mm -hmm. and all of that is is a result of john williams specifically who was inspired by those from gosh what is that 17th 18th century i'm blanking Mm -hmm. on those but but yeah he was very clearly inspired by those, which is really fascinating. 
So jumping off to now a completely different topic once again, we have started um, a role-playing game on the show. And this has all uh, just been very, very fun for all of us. So just a couple random fun questions for all of us to answer. Uh, first of all, give our, our listeners and watchers a refresher of who our, our role-playing character is. Um, and maybe Thomas, give a refresher, like just real quick on what it is, on what a role-playing game is. Right. And then, um, so who your character is, if you had merch for that character, what would it be? And then how would you want them to, <laughs> if, if Star Wars brought them into canon, where would you want to see them? Book, movie, animated, etc. <laughs> so I'll, I'll, I'll go first since I don't really have a character and I'll give you guys a chance to kind of think about it. <laughs> so I'm the, I'm the game master and I'm the guy that's like kind of directing the story. So I get to throw the loops at them and uh, give the generalized plot. But basically uh, an RPG is just uh, collectively uh, telling a story together and all of the players are in charge of a particular character and that character's actions and, and desires and interests. And the game master kind of throws the world at them. And then they all get to see collectively how the characters are going to deal with the world and what they're going to do. And so uh, I'll turn it over to you guys and you can introduce your characters and, and talk about them a little bit. Captain. I said it'd be weird if I went first because I was kind of the, the last one to join. Okay. Um, I can go first. Mike, do you remind me of your character's name though? Kig. Kig. Okay. Kig. I didn't want to I didn't want to mess that up. So <clears throat> so my character that I created was a character named Jet. And so he is a chiss, and Jet being sort of a play on uh, Fett, the last name of of one of my, well, my top favorite character, Django Fett, and Jet also sort of being a, a reference to like a jet engine because my character is a pilot, so he's he's chiss, he's a pilot, and he's he owns the the ship that we used in our in our uh, RPG. Um, thankfully, we didn't get it impounded or anything. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, uh, I, I don't know if I'd consider him the brains, but he's definitely the, uh, I mean, I, the unofficial captain of the group, I guess I would say. And I would love, I mean, who wouldn't want a, an action figure of a character that you create? So an action figure would be fantastic for, for jet. And then a medium for star Wars to bring him in. I've always loved novels, the star Wars novels. So I would love mm -hmm. to see a novel, but with, with Kig as my co-pilot. Cause that, that would just like a Chiss and a Bothan, like Han Solo, Chewbacca adventure story would be fantastic to read. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to, I'll start with the last part first, because I also said novel, you know, so I think we're, we're in agreement there. These guys need to be fleshed out more in that, that <laughs> capacity. But yeah, so my, my guy's Kig Mukero, a 27 year old Bothan, who's a, um, sort of a Jedi, former Jedi in hiding. So th there's some connections to kind of. Um, the 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 well, I was gonna say, not the Kenobi factor, the Kenobi situation, but but you know that other Jedi find themselves in. Just because I find it really interesting, you know, of how would you, how do you how do you do that, <laughs> you know, like, um, and even like I've thought, you know, from in a real world situation, you know, like, and I've wondered very often about, you know, with how serious my faith is to me, but like, would I be courageous enough if I were in an environment where you know, not only was my faith being resisted or <clears throat> mocked or that kind of thing. I mean, I've, I've been there before in real life, but 
actively persecuted and hunted and potentially executed um, happens a lot in history. And I've always wondered, you know, where does that grace it comes from God? But like, how does that work, you know, and someone to give them that courage, you know, or, or do you hide? Do you help? You know, so, uh, yes, yeah, so that's part of his background. And he's determined not to let anyone find out that he's a Jedi because he leans more towards just being, you know, wanting to keep that under wraps so my merch though i think you guys will appreciate because bothans are apparently on average four foot nine um and i'm not i'm about five foot eight i'm okay with that but my my bothan i think is not so uh platform shoes <laughs> because i thought what a random like who's selling i mean there's star wars everything i'm sure there's star wars platform shoes but i just imagine like a platform shoe with like a star field on it and like kigs on the back i don't know like on the heel <laughs> So <laughs> maybe like both and ears sticking out the side of it. That was something that came to mind. Kid kicks. Kid, yes. <laughs> it's meant to be. <laughs> um, my character's name is Paku. Paku Jaylee. Um, the name comes from, um, well, she's a Claudite, which is a shapeshifter um, type of species. And so Paku um, in Korean means like to transform. Um, and I'm kind of into like learning the Korean language. Um, and then Jay Lee comes from, um, I had a high school friend that used to call me Jelly. Um, so, yeah. Um, I would want to see Paku in a comic because I think it'd be mm -hmm. fun to see a a shapeshifter in a comic um and then what kind of merch i'm i'm imagining like for a shapeshifter maybe like some kind of mood ring situation on mm -hmm. like a bracelet like so some sort of band Sweet. that's like a mood ring type of material yeah it's very cool <laughs> that's <laughs> super and, and appropriate I, too I've, I've told you guys a couple of times, I don't know if I've said it on the show yet or not, but I'm really proud that all of you went with an alien species. Nobody went with uh, <laughs> just bland, you know, human, regular Star Wars. So we have an entire crew of aliens <laughs> that's yep. going into this story, yep. which is really great. We're in a galaxy far, far away. Like, that's kind of the point, right? Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's too many humans in Star Wars. Let's, <laughs> let's branch out a little bit. <laughs> Okay, off to another topic. Uh, what bumper sticker worthy Star Wars quote is among your favorites? <laughs> I I want Ah uh, the Negotiator. That's Grievous. Uh, <laughs> I had two. My my I had one. Uh, from solo but i have to be emphasized you know i'm a great pilot <laughs> but, but the one that's more of like maybe a jerky thing to do but i just could not resist was to have a bumper sticker that just says somehow palpatine returned <laughs> by the way right. if you type somehow on google the first thing that pops up is somehow palpatine returned like oh so uh, <laughs> poor oscar isaac i love him <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I think mine is probably we're all fine here now. <laughs> it's a great From Han. Uh, mine um I don't think I would actually put it on my car but I think it's a fun <laughs> kind of well uh a little bit uh <laughs> uh anyways maybe I'll just share it. Um this is and Qui-Gon Jin said it so I mean just to preface it. 
Um, the ability to speak does not make you intelligent. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not something I would ever put on my car, but it's kind of the... <laughs> Stolen. Hilarious. <laughs> like just seeing your car and then like and then somebody's like parked behind you and then they see like a guy in a Roman collar get out of the well, car. I mean, because already on the back of my car there's a bumper sticker that says pray for priests and like <laughs> and if I put that on that yeah, yeah. Fun, funny to think about, but I don't think I'd ever do it in person. So. That's the whole point of bumper stickers though. You gotta be salty, right? <laughs> right. It's a Latin teacher friend who has a, a thing up over his door, over his classroom that says, don't believe everything you think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wise. Uh, okay. In a similar vein, do you guys have an unpopular opinion <laughs> about something in Star Wars? No, all of my opinions are popular. <laughs> I only embrace them. <laughs> I'll, I'll throw I'll throw mine out quick because I, I don't really know. I'm sure it's unpopular with some people, but uh, I was thinking about this today. I, I think I think I'm OK with midichlorians. Mm. <laughs> um, and I and specifically, I know the the big you know debate or one of the big debates or one of the issues that came up so much over the years. Is, it was the idea of like, you know. It, sort of retconning in a sense or, or the, the 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 perspective on it being a retcon of how the force works to like well now it's just a matter of you know if you win this genetic lottery and have enough mm -hmm. of these microorganisms in you and now you and what what i was thinking was it reminded me a little bit of like when we get into like theology you know especially uh, some of the high school kids trying to very carefully enter into a deeper kind of breakdown of of what equality really means um mm -hmm. and and the equality of like absolute, you know, God's willing to you know give his life kind of, you know, you know, equality between all of us in terms of our dignity and our value and our just our worth. Right. You know, 100 percent absolutely worth it. Right. Um, but we're so obviously very different in terms of mm -hmm. our our baseline maybe skills or talents or 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 you know um propensity for certain skills or certain activities certain career paths whatever it might be like there's a huge variety so there's certain things of course i am and you can grow in these areas but there's just some things i'm just not gifted for you know mm -hmm. and i i think i'm okay with the idea of i don't know if i'm reading too much into it but you know there are just there are some people in the star wars universe who seem to be the the mystery right of the will of the force they're going to have a bigger role to play you know, in some sense, in the direct access to the force and the using of the force and have, having more power and all that. Um, but then, of course, comes the responsibility, right? The Spider-Man quote um, and um, all those themes that we see play out with, you know, how do they treat that gift they've been given? Um, and so that's in that Kenobi novel, which, you know, I don't want to get into that too much, but but um, I love that, that, that where Obi-Wan talks about that idea of like, Anakin never having really been grateful, you know, or, or mm. appropriately thankful for the tremendous power that he had. He was arrogant about it. And I was like, that's really, mm -hmm. that's a good life lesson. <laughs> so Sweet. I think I'm okay. I think, I think I've come around on, on midichlorians maybe. <laughs> I've pretty much always been okay with, um, grouchy Luke. <laughs> okay okay yeah yeah because partially because i i see that as someone who is 
older and I realized that as you get older, you change. <laughs> like your mm-hmm. character can really change as you grow and develop as a person. So the person he was when he was young and hopeful and, you know, spunky and everything. I mean, it's just kind of natural for a lot of people that you just get grouchier as you get older. <laughs> and, um, and also he seemed to be like disappointed in himself too, um, partially because of what he, what he, what he had chosen to do towards Ben. But ultimately it's because I know a lot of people who have become discontented with like their religion um, and with the institution of their religion. And, mm. and to me, that's Luke in that particular movie. It's like, no, the Jedi, they don't understand. They got big in their head and they just, they messed it all up and it's all got to die. It's all got to burn. And I've seen a lot of people turn that way who, you know, have also been very ardent in their younger years. So, um, I totally think that it's very relatable and very mm-hmm. plausible. I'll, I'll, I'll riff off of that one and say my unpopular, unpopular opinion. I, I do not categorically across the board, do not like Luke Skywalker. <laughs> like, just, okay. There is he said not, it. he actually <laughs> said about it <laughs> that I like. <laughs> that my I, dad was always like that. He's like, I, I just don't, I, <laughs> I, I love Mark Hamill. And this is the thing is like, yeah. I love Mark. Mm-hmm. Hamill. Mark Hamill's a fantastic actor. Um, he played that character to the hilt. Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of the reason I don't like him just because he's annoying. He's whiny. There's like the great, there's a great weird Al Yankovic song where he's, he it's Luke is in the desert whining. Right. And yeah. it's, <laughs> Yeah, so I I just I I don't like Luke, and so like when he reappeared in the Mandalorian, and everybody was like Luke's right. back. It's like I was like I remember mm. Thomas was like, <laughs> great. Oh man, oh so, yeah. There's oh. my unpopular Star Wars opinion. <laughs> that 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 uh, seems to disqualify you to you know continue on this. <laughs> kidding, no kidding, kidding. kidding. This, I guess. <laughs> Thomas, that was me. My, my wife and I earlier just following our two year old around the kitchen, just like Luke in Empire. Like, oh, oh you're making a mess. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So my my uh and i don't i don't really i think this is an this was an unpopular opinion at one point i don't think it's so unpopular now but it's sort of in line with with mike actually is that i really enjoyed the prequels and mm-hmm. i think as time has gone on the prequels have gotten more love especially perhaps since the sequel yeah. trilogy came out so but i guess i'll say this way i liked the prequels when they were unpopular Right. So if if that makes you were sense. there first, right? <laughs> I'm not a bandwagon prequel fan. I was there. It's not an unpopular opinion. It's a hipster opinion. <laughs> right. You know, but even like Jar Jar Binks, I I I mean, yes, he's he's goofy, but there he he has a role to play in the story, and and yeah. you know, and so I I think I think he gets a little a little too harsh of um opinions thrown out there by by many people so he's less annoying than luke 
<laughs> well, Father, did you see the? There was an article, like all this stuff that came out today. One of the articles pointed out that Deb Chow specifically said, when asked about, like, she, they were trying to press her for, like, who might be in Kenobi. Um, what about this character, that character? And she, I guess, this was actually a few weeks ago, and she said that the the main connective tissue was the phrase she used. The main oh. connective tissue for Kenobi is the prequels. Ooh. Mm. Well, so, so I was like, possibly. Ooh. So just because, you know, that's that's where they're kind of coming from to get to where they're at right now, which makes sense. But yeah, so okay. that's that's exciting. So yeah, Jar Jar. Well, well, and, and, and <laughs> if I remember right, he has like a pretty odd sort of outcome. I, I want to say in one of the, the Aftermath trilogy books, um, like he's a oh, he's yeah. a he's like a jester or something yeah. making a living. And it's mm. and it's just it's like it's. It's sad. I, yeah. and, I, and I and I don't know what the intention of, you know, of the story group and whatnot, but it was like I almost felt like that that was a a way to, like, agree with all the, the Jar Jar haters and say, yeah, see, mm-hmm. this is what happened to him. And, and like, no, he's I mean, yeah, he, he speaks funny, but he's 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 a Gungan. Dignity. And a, yeah. 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 Nobility, yeah. like in his just in his like in his character, mm-hmm. you know, um, and his integrity. I mean, he has a lot of integrity as a character. Yeah. Yep. I, I don't know that it would work for the Kenobi show in all seriousness because of the mood they're going for. But I would just love to like I'm imagining like a scene like Obi-Wan's like on a mission. He's going through a marketplace. He's all secretive. And all of a sudden it's like Master that terrible Obi-Wan. time to bump into somebody. You know, Obi? Shut up, shut up, shut up. <laughs> like worst time. To bump into uh, the old friend or something. Let's <laughs> play a game. <laughs> I don't know you and you don't know me. <laughs> oh, I would love to see that. Uh, Seth Green will do something with that. That's okay. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's the redeeming there. Oh, uh, perfect. So we are going to kind of swap gears a little bit. Um, now that all the next questions have come from... Uh, listeners prior to the show. So these were ones that that I collected um, over the last uh, few weeks. So again, if you have a question that um, if we have time to get to and you want to ask it, go ahead and throw that into the chat and uh, we will try to pick those up and we'll try to uh, get through as many of these questions as we can. So first question, uh, very clear and straightforward from Elena, who is one of my parishioners out here in Wyoming. So Elena (laughs) asks, and she's nine, by the way. So just to to throw that out there, she asks, she wants to know uh, uh, what was the first Star Wars movie ever made? So, real tough question, mm-hmm. but THX one one three eight. Scott Wookies. <laughs> that was that this was is... basically George Lucas kind of doing a. Uh, that was kind of his first foray into to making yes. a movie, and it was it was sort mm-hmm. of right before yeah. the first Star Wars movie ever made. That is not a serious answer. I mean, it's a total <laughs> joke answer on it. <laughs> but it, yeah, it's I, it was it was one of his first uh, like it was it was a student film, I think, yep. that he did. Yep. And, yep. Uh, really great film. If you get a chance to to find it and watch it. Was that, where was he at again? Was it USC he was at or? Mm-hmm. Okay. Sounds right. Yeah. Um, there was a great YouTube video that came out years ago before those were common <laughs> and, uh, and it might've been like a college humor or e-bombs world or one of those. If you guys remember those days, but uh, that was like a, like a Shakespeare in love kind of rip off. And it was Lucas in love. And it was like him on campus and like all the influences, just very overt, like people mm-hmm. on campus that he'd bump into that would like, Oh, that's Han. That's Chewie. His professors like Yoda. So that, that's, that's a funny, a funny video. <laughs> 
imagining the origin story. <laughs> well, to answer the question, it's it's Star Wars: yes. A New Hope, uh, right. Episode Four in the lineup of of episodes. But back then, it was just called Star Wars because they didn't know if it was going to be a success, and they didn't know if they'd ever have a sequel. And of course, it became such a a huge success that it became part of the the trilogy and got labeled as Episode Four. So next question comes from Jason on Discord, and he's asking us if we are going to backtrack and review the, the first season of Rebels. And my my answer there would be we'd love to as long as we have um, enough time sometime down the future <laughs> with all the new shows coming out. Uh, we did try to kind of hit some highlights in Rebels, and it would be great to go back and review it from the beginning. But it all depends on on how much downtime we have between new stuff coming out. Also from um, Jason on Discord, and this one uh, actually might apply to you guys more than me. Uh, he wants to know which 80s Star Wars cartoon was better. There was, what, the Droids cartoon and the Ewoks. Mm -hmm. And the Ewoks cartoon. And I have not yep. seen either, so I can't really answer this. I don't know if you guys have seen seen them. I'm, d I'm deficient there myself. The, e the live-action Ewok movies, which are just astonishing, um, you can watch on, on Disney. I think they're still on there in the Star Wars vintage yeah. of it. I don't know. Thomas, have you? <laughs> I'm not sure. I have you... watched both, actually. Have you? And, okay. um, I, I prefer the Ewoks uh, okay. just because the droids look really weird and the Ewoks yeah. actually kind of look cute and cuddly, <laughs> sort of. Is, is <laughs> you know, it's an 80s cartoon, that, so. <laughs> is, is it true that blues musician Taj Mahal did the theme song for Oh, gosh. Ewoks? I don't know that. I, I heard that somewhere. <laughs> That's like, I love him. I can't like, so I got to look that up, but I, that, I heard that and maybe do a double take. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, if I, if I have to, but, if I'm pushed, I would have to choose the Ewoks cartoon. Ewoks. Okay. I'll check it out. <laughs> the weird thing is like, I was born in the eighties, but my dad decided to not show me those cart. Like I didn't even know they existed until like literally a few years ago. So I haven't, I haven't opened them up in Disney plus to watch. <laughs> well, and I'm going to be honest, I, I must've been the most dense kid in the world because I watched the Ewok cartoons and the droid cartoons. And I had all of these star Wars toys and I didn't watch the star Wars movies until I was in middle school or high school. And the two never clicked until I was in college. Oh. <laughs> and it was like, wait a minute. I remember playing with that rancor growing up. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Okay. Next question. Also from Jason on Discord. He asks, who is your favorite Star Wars actor that has crossed into other franchises? Harrison Ford? Did it? Would, is the question that they had their start in Star Wars or just a Star Wars actor? I would, I would imagine just some uh, an actor who's played in multiple franchises. Yeah. Okay. Well, oh gosh, that's hard because I mean, yeah. What would Mark Hamill's the voice of all Batman or all Jokers? He's the joke, yeah. And, no, he's also well. He's also um, the trickster in uh, the uh, the Flash, the TV show, The Flash. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. he, physically, he embodies him, not mm -hmm. just a voice. So. Oh, wow. Um, I mean, what came to mind initially when he said it, and that was probably because I just watched Moon Knight this morning, but Oscar Isaac. That's what I was going to say, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
You know, there's because well, he played he played. I think his first major cinema role was in 2006. He played Joseph in the Nativity Story. Yeah. And so I yeah. always like Oscar uh, Isaac was like, that's still my baseline for him. So I was even joking when he was in Star Wars. I'm like, guys, look, you know, St. Joseph is in the galaxy far, far away. But <laughs> no, I just he's 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 really he's got a pretty big range. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I've been impressed with him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I think I, there's a, I mean, the quality, the caliber of actor that does star Wars is just really high. Like it's, it's a really mm-hmm. high bar to be a star Wars actor and to, to fit one of those main roles. So I, yeah, I mean, they're all great, but I, I think I, I would, it would be a, a tie for me between Harrison Ford and Mark Hamill. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For, and, and that's only for their roles and other things. If I had to pick a person that I wanted to go have dinner with, it would be Carrie Fisher all the way, like 100% without a doubt. Oh, yeah. Did you hear uh, Daniel Logan, you know, played young Boba Fett. I heard an interview with him where he said that at one event, like he was just reminiscing about his time with her. And he said she signed her name in lipstick on his forehead one time. And it took it like he could not get it off for like a, the rest of the day. And this red spot <laughs> it's just sounds fun. Yeah, she's she's a card. Everything I've heard about her, uh, she would have been fun to hang out with. Yeah, yeah. Um, we aren't going to get Angela's answer on this. Her internet kicked out, so she is going oh, no. to join back with us as soon okay. as she can. Uh, it is just it is the night for technical issues. So, yes. Uh, moving on, this is uh, from a good friend of mine, Father Brian. Uh, he said, or he asks, if a live action only Star Wars movie TV fan, so someone who's only seen live action movies and TVs, was going to read, watch, listen to just one non live action Star Wars thing, what would you recommend and why? I'd say Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. That's just, it, which. You guys know it's kind of a you got to give it some time because it starts off a little wooden and kind of yeah like what is this you know yeah. but but really I just uh, for me that that really filled in so many gaps and kind of fleshed out the canon uh, in a way I don't think anything else really has yeah. yeah I think for me personally I mean I I still go to the novels and and so mm-hmm. if you if you wanted to jump into novels canon wise novels i would recommend the thrawn trilogy yeah um if you want to jump into legends i would still recommend that well i would recommend the <laughs> thrawn trilogy from the legends there's there are two different trilogies <laughs> but different trilogies. <laughs> but uh yeah, I, I think that there's a there's a lot there a lot of the new canon books i i've been able to get to some but not all and some are mm-hmm. mediocre and some are fantastic uh but definitely i mean definitely the book called thrawn just thrawn is yeah mm-hmm. and that would lead you then into star wars rebels which would be another great right. uh, animated show to to get into and on that note too just quick if you do audio books or you know um i just i i listen to, to the all of the thrawn books on audio and uh, mark thompson who does mm-hmm. them is just so mm-hmm. phenomenal and he's i think he i guess he was recording those after thrawn had debuted on rebels yep so he's trying to kind of emulate um was it lars mickelson yep i was getting lars yep. and mm-hmm. Yep. Mads mixed up, but yeah, Lars. Think, yeah. So he does a, a really good job of that too. He's another one that I would love to. I think I can get him on the podcast, Mark Mark Ooh. Thompson. I, oh, I, really? I, oh, I man, shouldn't. Be... I shouldn't like try to jinx things, but um, <laughs> I 
I I've I've met him before and uh, oh, that'd be awesome. and I'm hoping I, I just need to try to try to reach out to him, but hopefully I'm, I'm so. a big fan of him. Jonathan Davis is a Jonathan Davis, I think, does a lot yep. too, but Mark Thompson does like ninety percent of the Star Wars yep. books. He's so good. Yep. Yep. Angela. Yeah. Angela's <laughs> back. back. <laughs> uh man, this is this is tough. I, I think it would depend on the person because I think there's some people that just will not get behind the cartoons regardless of the quality that they have because that that's just a i i know for some people that's kind of like a boundary breaker like uh watching cartoons just doesn't allow them to immerse themselves um and then the novels are really good but but the comics are really very interesting and there's some very deep cuts in the comics that you can get uh but if i had to pick one i would uh i would pick the um what was the the novel about Mace Windu? Shatterpoint. Shatterpoint, yeah. Which is is that that's legends at this point, right? That's yes. been yep. yeah. So that but that was a fantastic novel in its own right. Flushed out a character that's interesting in the movies, but then very much more interesting when you learn the rest of the story. And flushed out the idea of the force in a very big way that kind of pushed the boundaries of what you knew about all of the other characters in the galaxy as well. So I don't know, Angela, if you um, caught where we're at, but uh, do you have a recommendation for someone who has only seen live action movies and TVs of star Wars? What a recommendation would be to do something that's non live action star Wars. Mm-hmm. Well, definitely. Um, yeah, one of the animated series, I would say, and probably, probably, I guess, Clone Wars, because the characters are going to be the most familiar to you. Um, and that's kind of a way to ease in. And maybe that's why George went that route. I don't know. Um, but yeah, definitely, um, trying out the animated series. And I know some, for some people, it's a little bit rough at the start. Um, But if you kind of understand the backstory of, you know, they were just kind of trying it out and um, the technology was still developing, you know, and it develops over the uh, over the seasons. And, uh, you know, just try it out for the the storylines and the character development. That's really what um, I think draws people in ultimately. So yeah, for sure. Clone Wars animated series. Awesome. I want to amend mine. I got to do it real quick before we go on <laughs> Knights of the old Republic. Oh, <laughs> okay. I realized yes. that he said, play the game. Yeah. If, if you do video games at all, find a copy of the old Knights of the old Republic and play it because it was an amazing game. Absolutely incredible. <laughs> I, I would second that totally. Yep. And if you own the, extremely rare playstation 5 which i do not own they are currently remaking knights of the old republic so not just not just like updating the graphics but i think like um i mean i think it'll be the same story but like completely redoing the cutscenes and and everything so that'll be that's coming i don't know within the next few years you know how these things go so um also from father brian what are the best and worst pieces of the disney purchase uh of star wars so i imagine uh the good and bad of the disney purchase 
Well, I think the bad is probably that we lost some characters from Legends that a lot of people enjoyed and that we could have seen in live action somehow or even in some other property. Um, So that's probably, to me, the worst. But the turn of them is that they opened it up. Yeah. See, I would say that's that's really good, too, because they opened it up to tell really great stories um, and weren't being bound by the, oh, well, these 800 Jedi survived the purge mm. and were out roaming around the galaxy. So, yeah, True. it's a mixed I, bag, that one. <laughs> I, I was pretty, <clears throat> pretty disappointed with Resistance, um, which I've talked about before in the past and, and not to, you know, denigrate the hard work of anybody who had anything to do with Resistance. I just I just personally never felt like the show quite got to the point of ever really justifying its existence so to speak i mean it just it told some interesting stories but it just didn't really offer any compelling characters i mean uh, the ones who were compelling were kind of derivative um and there was so much of it that just seemed to me like like hey you know were you minding your own business and not watching sequel movies here watch this because this will launch you back into a sequel movie like they were basically (laughs) advertising for like some of the sequel movies and i just thought yeah i already know about those i i don't know that was just my opinion i just i felt like it didn't at all match the 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 quality the caliber the production value anything really the storytelling of um especially clone wars but even of rebels um eh, just my opinion but that that was one i just thought was sort of a hit sort of a a miss (laughs) on their part with animation at least yeah, and my my answer would echo Angela's. Like I I was such a big fan of the Legends books, and to lose all of that. And granted, they've brought in some characters, but even though they brought in some characters, they tweak things and and stuff to fit the new story. And and so it's that that part is is good. But so many of the my favorite characters, and in fact, there was a there was a trilogy of books that was announced that had to be canceled when Disney purchased Lucasfilm. That I was just so devastated to lose <laughs> and there's no as far as i can tell there's no hope that those are ever going to be written and so that that's definitely for me that the worst part of it and i mean definitely the best part is all the content that we're getting now i mean mm-hmm. the, the shows that we're getting now have been just phenomenal and i mean you can uh some some are better than others and and everything but but definitely with with the mandalorian it's been uh just really really cool so there's I mean, there's there's always good and bad and ups and downs. So, and even even though spiritually I'm a I'm a big proponent of delayed gratification, I gotta say, we get new Star Wars every couple months. I'm not going to complain about that. Right. Yeah. So, right. <laughs> you know. I mean, that's awesome. So this one um, is uh, going to be potentially. Uh, um, I don't know what the right word. Um, controversial. Controversial. Uh-huh. There's there's a good word for it. Yeah. <laughs> so, I didn't even see that question. <laughs> uh, this comes from from Megan on Facebook, and she asks if you could permanently delete one character from Star Wars canon or otherwise, who would it be and why? I'll start. For the sake of all the Star Wars people, Chief Palpatine. <laughs> yeah. <we're, laughs> now. Would that delete Star Wars from a, a story perspective? Yes, but you know, at least I would save those people a lot of headache. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I I was thinking about this, and I just had to go with. It's going to be totally non-controversial, I'm sure. But uh, the baby hut 
in the Clone Wars movie. <laughs> Rhoda, 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 the the Hutlet, I guess. I just found, oh found that whole thing incredibly <laughs> annoying and just, yeah, I never want to go back to that. Hmm. I'm having trouble with this one <laughs> because I'm like thinking of people and then I'm like, wait, but if they get removed and then all these other people right. and things get removed. Domino effect. I guess probably the master code breaker. <laughs> Okay. From the yeah. Last Jedi, because yeah. why was he there? Was like right? we didn't yeah. need yeah. him really. Like yeah. Yeah. he was gambling, and no one cares anymore. <laughs> <laughs> who was the Imperial uh, officer who has that just terrible line? Perfect, our first catch of the day. You know, at the beginning of Empire, we could do without him. You know, I just thought to myself, like, you know, like I, I knew a lot of military officers in my in my career, and uh, none of them ever said something that dumb. I, I don't know, no. But so in I all seriousness, prob- probably oh. Snoke, just because I don't, I don't, I, I wanted to get it. Angela teases me because I have a Snoke back here, and, but um, it's a fabulous Snoke. It is. It's a, it's a really well made little bobblehead. But I just I, I that character I had so many. I'm not being arrogant. I just think we're all in this boat. I had so many great ideas for that character yeah. that were better than anyone writing it. Yeah. I, you know, I'm just I just like a lot of potential. That's another Seth Green thing. Robot Chicken recently went after episode nine and they have Palpatine giving his just plan and none of it makes any sense. And he's like, oh, yeah, and I was Snoke. You know, it's, it's just like, all right. Like, OK, like, fair enough. I know this totally doesn't quite fit the question, but um, I want to delete all the ice spiders. Like, like you, Mike, I hated <laughs> those How things. Did I not think of that? <laughs> oh, man. Not necessary. <laughs> Can I say, though, I was just glad that they weren't spiders. The big buildup in the infestation episode of Bad Batch. And the whole time I'm like, yeah. don't, don't they, were, they, they, were, they, were, they were definitely worse oh, yeah. in, in Mandalorian season two. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, okay. Next up is from Matthew on Facebook. When they eventually team up the Mandoverse characters for an epic crossover, who do you want the main enemy to be? Moff Gideon, Thrawn, armor led fundamentalist, or some someone or something else? Ooh. I don't think Thrawn will be a big bad in the Mandalorian, but if you're saying Mandalorian verse or whatever, the, the Mandoverse, yeah, Mandoverse, yeah, probably Thrawn. I mean, well, I have I have high hopes for Thrawn. I don't want to say becoming a good guy, but like you know, again, Father, you know, and all who love these novels, he's he's so much more than just a bad guy. That right. I just I'm excited for. To see, because his path, like we don't know where it goes in the new mm-hmm. canon, and I, I, I would love to see him become more integrated in a bigger picture with, you know, what's going on with the Chiss ascendancy and all that. So I, I don't know. Well, and, and he was really only a villain in Rebels because he was he was an Imperial, right? And the Empire is no longer. Right. Granted, he's kind of I don't playing know the Empire a little bit too, you know, to right? See because his his, threat his and, first and foremost goal is to protect the Chiss, right? So we don't really yeah. know, well, we still don't know what happened with him and Ezra. And yeah, what, what's he, what's he going to do when he finds out that his Grand Admiral status means nothing because the Empire's no longer there? 
well, do you guys think they have to have like, I don't know that they're necessarily too forced in the corner, but I mean, because of where this all falls, it, it is sowing seeds for the sequel trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is potential there to maybe even fill in some gaps that we might not even like. So like, is especially with like the hints at the end of a uh, bad match season one with this continuation of the Camino cloning mm-hmm. program. And that patch is the same patch from, you know, Mandalorian. So like, Will we see more, you think, of, of this sort of, you know, Emperor, Snoke kind of thing behind the scenes? Or is that too big picture for, like, Mandalorian? I, I think I don't that's, know. that's still decades away. Yeah, yeah. And it's, right. to be to be blunt, I suspect Disney has picked up on the fan dislike of that and is yeah, probably not going to throw that into <laughs> the Mandiverse. I think that there's going to be something new. And okay. I, I think I that so. they have to push the story of what has happened to Mandalore. Yeah. And because yes. of that, there needs to be something yep. kind of interesting going on. Ooh. Looks uh-huh. like we have a interrupting live uh, live stream from Galaxy from Batu. <laughs> Looks like a lightsaber buzzing. Andrew, can you hear us? What's going on? <laughs> there, there is some sort of rebel alliance forming uh, beneath the uh, Millennium Falcon. There. Some Sith in there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't no, it's their orange lightsabers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I think I saw Mace Windu. I think it's, it looks like he's still alive. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay. Um, yeah. Breaking news. <laughs> yeah, breaking news. Um, Attention, Black Spire. Oh. We have ended all training and operations. Not this guy. I don't know if you guys heard that announcement. Sort of. I, yeah, I think they're kicking all the all the normal uh, people out. <laughs> Just the super fans left. Oh well, yeah, so yeah, so it's like nerds can geek out the rest of the night. <laughs> Well, how's the how's the how's the stream been going? Good. What are you guys doing right now? We are answering uh, listener questions, and so we were just discussing the potential for a big bad for the Mandoverse. Oh, okay. For, so, for season three. Well, for for like when there's the big epic crossover between you know Mandalorian and Ahsoka and and. Uh, book of boba fett if they do any more seasons of that uh yeah we were we were just discussing that that um uh we we or thomas was saying that we think that there might be a new a new bad coming in which makes sense because if if like moff gideon isn't a natural enemy to the mandalorians he he definitely is in mandalorian season one and two but he's after grogu he's not really after the mandalorians and then thrawn is connected to ahsoka and that story but not quite the mandalorian so yeah it would it would make sense if there's something else that becomes the the villain of of where man the mandalorian seasons go did you guys have any guesses or you're saying like it's a completely new uh character that, that's never been in canon sure yeah we, we we're probably... all over the place <laughs> uh, i want to know uh, the, there you go. I, I want to know what Andrew's unpopular Star Wars opinion is, oh, yeah. though, yes. because he's the guy for unpopular yes. opinions on our show. <laughs> wow. Well, there's a couple I've shared before. I mean, Return of the Jedi is my favorite movie. I mean, everyone else loves Empire, right? Oh, uh, okay. 
That's that's like my classic unpopular opinion. Uh, I li- I like the Ewoks. Um, uh, we were expecting you to be more that. controversial. <laughs> I know, I know. That's Come on, man! I bared my soul here. <laughs> yeah, you know what Thomas said? He said oh, he gosh. doesn't like Luke. You know what? That's he fair. said. Luke is arguably not even a top 10 Star Wars character. (laughs) Honestly, I can think of 10 characters easily better than Luke. Easily. Everybody left the the chat. (laughs) Especially after the sequel trilogy. I mean, it was much easier to push Luke down the list. Um, So I don't think that's controversial at all. Uh, Yes. I mean, Jar Jar, I'm not as down on Jar Jar Binks as most people Mm -hmm. are. We talked about that too. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, that's a, that's also another popular, unpopular opinion. Um, let's see. Um, wow, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just too. Uh, You're too hyped up on all, Star Wars all, all my, over all there. My senses, yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> right now. Yeah, you're like everything's awesome. Of, <laughs> I think. I mean. I mean, this is, I, I think Ahsoka, I mean, I don't know if this is unpopular, but I think Ahsoka has a chance to be the next big Star Wars main character. I think she could be more popular than Mando eventually. Mm. Um, mm. I am seeing a lot of Ahsokas here. Oh, <laughs> there yeah. are a lot of people dressed as Ahsoka here. Um, so I think her popularity is, is, is reaching new heights. I think, obviously, fans of the animated series I've been fan, fans of her character for a long time, and then, and uh, the ones that were introduced to her in, in Mandalorian, uh, and and Boba Fett, obviously, are just getting to know her. But um, I think the fact that Rosario Dawson is playing her, and that, and she's such a compelling character, I think if her her show does well, I think she could overtake, you know, Mando as as, or and Grogu as the most popular character going forward. Nice. So. Do you, that's, at, that's all, do you at all feel in danger of your life there? Because you're talking bad about Luke Skywalker in the middle of a ton <laughs> of fans. Uh, I, I, yeah, I, I, I said it pretty loudly. And, and no one, uh, there's a lot, of, a lot of the first order around here. So I think they're on my side okay. with that. Okay. Um, okay, is anybody dressed up as Luke Skywalker? Uh, not a lot. I saw, I've seen quite a few uh, Luke Skywalker um, uh, Master Jedi Luke Skywalker, like the all black, you know, a lot of people dress up like that, um, but not a lot of classic Luke. Um, I just like, I'm imagining this YouTube video where like Mark Hamill's just over your shoulder, just staring. <laughs> you know, like. uh, that would make my life. I would <laughs> right? <laughs> Perfect. Okay, um, we're going to continue with questions. So, Andrew, if you want to join us, you're totally welcome to. But this one comes from a couple other uh, friends of mine who are are young uh, from Finley and Kate. They want to know if you could live on one planet from Star Wars, which one would you live on? Kashyyyk. Hmm. That's, that's totally fair. I, hmm. I don't know seen an actual visual representation of it, but Dantooine is supposed to be really nice. Mm-hmm. I think I would probably go with Dantooine. Where is Luke with Krogu? Did we name this planet in Book of Ooh, Boba Fett? 
I don't think so, but that's because that I just planet. it was so idyllic and beautiful and just very that that was a very captivating kind of setting where it wasn't you know it was a little different than what we've seen before. I feel like mm-hmm. it was just kind of cool. That planet was called SoCal. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, or or you could you could live on was it was it Sorgan the from yes um, no, the Mandalorian no. season one where they protected right, the villagers. But- well, you know what's weird though is is I I love the ocean though too, and I've as mm-hmm. I've I said Naboo before by some of the, like the lakes and stuff. But I, oh, the ocean, yeah. what I I love that shot at the beginning of Rogue One, which I think they filmed in Iceland, didn't they, or something? Just it's just so stark and bizarre mm-hmm. and interesting looking, and and you know like a like a more a kind of a little bit more like fertile and sort of um um moist uh uh lars homestead kind of said yeah, like you're out yeah. there I, I love that kind of you know in the the boonies kind of thing but preferably not like actual desert because been to many i'm i'm okay right <laughs> it's <laughs> like <laughs> sand it gets everywhere yeah. <laughs> that was another bumper sticker i was contemplating <laughs> um, saw a funny meme today with, with the original obi-wan vader fight and they edit over uh, Alec Guinness's lightsaber, him just throwing sand in Vader's face, and then it's, 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 the, it's the Vader yelling no at the end of episode three. <laughs> nice. Oh. Um, I also have to throw out there, I because I, I too like like the oceans and being from a mountain state, the oceans have always kind of been a, a nice idea for me. Camino. However, I, was I think... Say, do you love the ocean so much you live on Camino <laughs> where but it rains all that's, the time? But that's the problem. I don't think I could handle the rain 24-7. Or, or, you know, I, cause I, I think, I think, yeah, sunshine is the rare occurrence there, not the, not the norm. So, so I don't know, maybe I'll just like have a condo there that I just live part-time there. <laughs> a timeshare. <laughs> oh, okay. Here's a fun, uh, kind of more scientific kind of question. Uh, this is coming from Cyprian and he is, uh, this is coming from his mom on discord. Could the dull edge of a, of the dark saber be used to break through things due to the heat of the Kyber crystal, or is it not hot like lightsabers? Hmm. So <laughs> just back up. I, <laughs> I had to do a little Sorry, research on this one. Huh? And uh, and I think that the answer is, well, definitely yes. And we see that like in Mandalorian when he cuts through his own armor and, and injures himself. Right. Mm-hmm. right. But uh, it doesn't cut through Beskar, but neither do lightsabers. So mm-hmm. there is that kind of distinction. But also in looking up uh, the Darksaber on, on Wikipedia, the, the Darksaber is made out of plasma, which is would be the same thing that the lightsabers are made out of. But for some reason... It's pulling in all the the colors, so it's it's emitting relatively little light, so it looks dark. But just because it's dark doesn't mean that it it is it is cold to the touch. In fact, it's it's it would be just as hot as a as a lightsaber. Mm. So hmm. kind of kind of fun. I didn't actually think about that ever before. It's so amazing. That I think some it would have been cool. It's like their job to think of these things. <laughs> Right. I thought it would have been cool to have it like somewhere in like Book of Boba Fett, you know, like something where he drops it or just like swings around and, like it turns the sand into glass or something mm, like that. Yes. I, just, I don't know. <clears throat> that would have been cool. <laughs> cool. And uh, I, we have one question to end with. This was this did come through us through the chat. And um, I think this was coming from Elena as well. So 
and she wants to know what is your favorite Star Wars character? So kind of a good one to to close close our question and answer session with. Um, mine is a tie between Obi Wan and Ahsoka. Mm. <laughs> I think I'm just Obi Wan. I, I said in the chat. I, I think my second place is Palpatine, just because he's a very intriguing villain to me. I I have to pick a droid because I love the droids. Um, and I'm torn between uh, Leet. Who who becomes the voice for the Millennium Falcon? Oh yeah, and yeah. Uh, and HK forty seven who's <laughs> in uh, Knights of the Old Republic and yeah. refers to all meat organics bags. as meat bags. K two S O has got to be up there too. Then, okay, yeah, they're all of them. Okay, I, you are being that. rescued. Like congratulations, <laughs> yeah. do not resist. <laughs> like, do not resist. <laughs> yeah, no, I I love the droids. The droids are my favorite part. Um. And and I think for anybody who knows me knows that Jango Fett is totally my all-time favorite Star Wars character. Uh, so uh, to to do our final kind of wrap up here, listeners and watchers, uh, we do have prizes to give away. So uh, if you've hung on with us this long, that's absolutely amazing. We are so happy that you're still uh, watching us and geeking out with us. And so um, we have uh, prizes to give away. So I have come up with a number of just kind of random trivia questions. And so I'm going to read through those and you can put your answers in the chat and uh, we will we will circle back then and and give the answers to these. So they they're Star Wars or their podcast panel related questions. So the first question is. Uh, what series is Angela's nickname, the Bendu, from? So if you know that character, the Bendu, what series is that character from? Second trivia question would be, what is uh, my favorite movie? So um, should should be pretty obvious by now, but uh, you never know. Third question, uh, which panelist loves tabletop role-playing games and led us on our own Star Wars adventure? Fourth, uh, or fifth, I guess this is... No, this is fourth. Um, what is Baby Yoda's real name? Next question is, where were we introduced to the character of Boba Fett for the first time uh emphasis there on the first time mm -hmm. so um i'm gonna go back through these and i will let the the uh I, I will let my panel answer i see father Corey's already got an answer for uh for the first one um and drummer will see if he's right so angela what series is the bendu from star wars rebels yeah so father Corey. uh <laughs> Hang on and we'll 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 be in touch, of course. Uh we have basically the prizes that we're giving out is we do have uh t-shirts and mugs with the Secrets of Star Wars logo on them. So these are the prizes that we're giving away. So uh Father Corey gets gets one of those. And so next up uh would be what is my favorite movie? And I haven't seen anything in the chat on that, so um, in fact, I've only seen Father Corey mention. <laughs> so the, the rest of you who are watching, ch chime in. Um, Father Father Corey might be the only one still with us. 
get a pic we get a picture of him later holding all of his you know prizes <laughs> um so uh well uh my my favorite movie is star wars episode two attack of the clones i was like what's the answer to the second question mm. everyone <laughs> the second second question second episode <laughs> You just need someone in the chat to just really attack this question head on. And <laughs> uh, third, third question: uh, Which panelist loves tabletop role-playing games? And let us on our own Star Wars adventure. So this was even answered earlier on in the show. If anybody yeah. wants to 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 give that one a, a guess, I do that with my high school students sometimes. Sometimes it doesn't work. <laughs> I was like, I just said this five minutes ago. <laughs> oh, I mean, his his name rhymes rhymes with 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 Amis. <laughs> sometimes, what sometimes we that? doubt. That was a good clue right, right there. there. <laughs> <laughs> um, Thomas, why don't you answer this one? <laughs> That's, I, I, that would be me, right? I, I think I'm the one that likes the tabletop role playing games and led that one for us. <laughs> It's awesome. <laughs> uh, and then, what is Baby Yoda's real name? Trick tuffy, question. Tuffy, tuffy. The child. <laughs> well, that, that's that's sort of true. <laughs> there, there was an adorable uh, lie detector of uh, uh, Pedro Pascal. Uh, he they hooked him up to a lie detector and asked him a bunch of questions. And one of the things they asked him was about whether or not he had referred to Grogu as. Uh, baby yoda after he knew the name like, <laughs> yes <laughs> oh that's fantastic so uh so yes grogu is is the name there um <laughs> this one is not as easy as you think where were we introduced to the character of boba fett for the first time so i i suspect my panelists might know this but they might they might not. I mean, this is this is actually a quite a bit of a deep dive. It's a trick question, by the way. Oh, is it? It is a trick question. I mean, it's it's. Now I'm doubting myself. Not, <laughs> not, no, not for us. Not, no, you know, you know. I, I, I think I think you guys know it, but um, he was riding a rather large animal. Yeah. Okay. And, and he had the the forked and and see Thomas, you're falling into the trap. That's that's not the right answer. See, that's oh. why I was really wondering. really really hold on. Are you wait? Are you talking oh, on screen? Oh, going like super deep cut. I, this is a super deep cut. Yes, uh-huh. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> any any recollections? Wait, I'm guessing then it would be a still. Nope. No. Nope. Wow. Yeah. This what? is this, this deeper so than I'm, I. I'm I'm pretty sure this is if you go to the Disney Plus series that that talks about the character Boba Fett. I I want to say it was thrown into this, or it's in it's in definitely one of the one of the many Star Wars documentaries. So the answer that that they were alluding to was the holiday special, which mm-hmm. for most people that would be the correct answer because that is that is the first time that he ever appeared on screen in any form. Hello, so friend. he was. He was uh, he was in the cartoon portion of the the Star Wars Holiday Special, but the super deep cut is actually his character was created prior to then, and he was in a parade in a small yes. California oh, town. That's right. That's what I thought. Yeah, um, in San San Anselmo, California. 
That's so like right. he was he definitely not on not on screen at that point but that was the very first time boba fett ever actually appeared in in armor and everything and then the holiday special premiered on the tv so walking next to vader in the parade well i forget was it was it dave prowse in the parade or not was it someone else in the costume i don't remember that that i'm not sure i'll have to go back and check that out that was in that yeah so um so so yeah, so that was totally deep cut and meant to trick you guys, and I'm kind of glad I succeeded. That was awesome. Uh, it's been so, a while since I've watched that. <laughs> uh, for the those of you who are still watching, um, I did see Father Corey. Father Corey, you you got you got a prize, and Michael Kuipers looks like you got one as well. Um, so did Jason. Uh, Nunez, I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing your names. Um, there are only seven people currently watching, and we had six prizes. So I'm pretty sure that we can bump that up to seven. So all seven of you who are watching, if you would email, yeah, email email me at Father Father Fett. I'll put it in the comments, but Father Fett at sqpn.com, and give me your your name, your mailing address, um, t-shirt size, or mug uh coffee mug and we will we will ship you out prizes for for hanging with us and being so cool to to ask questions uh and uh and hang with us on this star wars day so uh yeah send me those emails and we will get those prizes off to you um soon and it might be um if you yeah if you go to the the sqpn.com slash merch you let and if you want to let us know which logo you want uh we can we can handle that for you too but uh email me and we'll make that magic happen for you so that being said yeah thanks for thanks for joining us thank you so much for for being with us in the midst of all the crazy technical difficulties this was (laughs) quite quite the event uh i'm very very happy that our (laughs) i'm very happy that andrew's uh live from batu was still able to happen and work work very very well went fine so uh so yeah so always always enjoyable to to celebrate star wars day with you all so thanks for joining us and uh definitely uh for those of you who are listening on the on the the podcast stream which this is going to be on the podcast stream in a couple weeks uh we would love to hear how you celebrated star wars day and and what star wars means to you so please let us know your your thoughts your comments you can email us at star wars at sqpn and you can uh, find us on facebook um at facebook.com slash starquest media and you can find us on twitter at sqpn you can also join our discord uh community by going to sqpn.com slash discord and so we have a lot of fun over there talking about star wars um all the time and we would like to take a moment now to thank our patrons who make it possible for us to create the secrets of star wars including michael h Dominic M, Martin C, Vicky W, and S.A. Their generous donations at sqpn.com slash give make it possible for us to continue The Secrets of Star Wars and all the shows at StarQuest. And if you would like to join them, please visit sqpn.com slash give. We cannot do this without your support, so please, 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 if you'd like to join us in supporting SQPN, head on over to sqpn.com slash give. Also, of course, if you're not subscribed, make sure that you are subscribed so you don't miss a show, whether that's Apple Podcasts or Google Play, your favorite uh, podcast player. Make sure that you're subscribed. And you can find all of our previous episodes by going to sqpn.com slash Star Wars. 
And we will be back next week as we will be doing a very special episode because we are honored to have on the show John Jackson Miller. He is the author of um, a few Star Wars novels, including A New Dawn, and perhaps more uh, more uh, prominently in the, the, the mind of the Star Wars culture, he is also the author of the Legends novel Kenobi. So we are going to have him on the show and interview him and talk things Star Wars and Kenobi and, and have a lot of fun with him. And that should be a great discussion. So please join us for that next time. And so until then, the Bendu, Angela, thanks for joining us this evening. Thank you. It was fun to be in the middle of the chaos tonight <laughs> with everybody. <laughs> Keeping the, the storm calm in my own in my own heart. Uh, <laughs> old Ben, Mike Creevy, thanks for joining us as well. See you next time. <laughs> and the Ronin, Thomas Sanherho, thanks for being on. It was great. I enjoyed it. And uh, we can't have Andrew say anything since he's probably being bombarded by all the First Order troopers. So <laughs> know that he sends his, his regards as well. So once again, I'm Father Andrew Kinsetter, Father Fett. Thank you for listening to The Secrets of Star Wars on StarQuest. And all our watchers, again, thanks for joining us for this live broadcast. <laughs>